things for sure. I'm done running from my past. Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and we are joined once again by two amazing co-hosts. And joining us this week is the great, the powerful, and our code word breaking champion, Mr. Nathan Pig. Nathan, how are you, sir? I'm great, Phoenix. Thanks for asking. Um, finally have a new MCU movie to talk about. So just so excited to be here uh, talking about finally new MCU content. Uh, I know we have the shows, but a movie going to the theater just hits different. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But, you know, we got the biggest MCU fan I know as well here mm-hmm. on the show. So welcome back, KJ. KJ, what's up? Hey, Phoenix and Nathan. Nothing much. Living life, enjoying life now that Marvel is back. Uh, happy to be mm-hmm. back on the show as well. Um, so, so excited for this episode. Yes, yes. Finally, after a long really well how long like two year uh absence uh marvel movies return to the theater and uh yeah we couldn't be happier so finally after four uh delays <laughs> black widow finally hits theaters and on disney plus for premier premier access uh i i of course will always go see it in theaters uh and uh i gotta say had me a grand old time, so let's uh <laughs> let's get started. We'll we'll kick off non-spoiler, and uh, KJ, since you're here, man, why don't you why don't you kick us off with your uh, non-spoiler thoughts on Black Widow? Non-spoiler thoughts on Black Widow. Um, definitely a a good movie. Um, I thought it was greatly paced, even though there might have been a few spots that it slowed down a little bit uh, for somebody like me, somebody that um, may have uh, attention deficit at some points in time. <laughs> um, having a lot of action going on uh, and things that I can focus on, uh, I definitely appreciated that. But overall, um, it, it was a great way to, to start uh, making movies again and bringing all of the fans back into into this great universe. Absolutely. All right, Nathan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, we we all know what's what's gone on in the last year and a half in the world. So, just being able to go to a movie theater, this just so happened to be the first time I went to this theater. Um, I sit down. I'm alone. I'm by myself, and immediately when I sit down, this younger guy next to me. Is with his girlfriend. He starts chatting me up like, oh, are you excited? And I was like, yeah, I mean, this, this is my first time at this movie theater. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, it's, it's really nice. And he was like, yeah, well, I'm a huge MCU fan. So like, this is going to be great. What do you think? And then the, the Shang-Chi trailer played. And 
for those of you that know me well know I don't watch trailers. So that was my first time seeing that. And he was like, what do you think of that? I don't know. And like, it, it was just not to epilogue my entire interaction with a stranger, but um, it was just so refreshing given everything that's gone on in the world that a literal stranger who is just sharing the seat next to me at a movie was just as excited. Um, so, so that was really cool. As, as far as the movie itself, non-spoiler thoughts. Um, to me, it, it just confirms what everyone said before anyone actually saw the movie. Be- and that is, why didn't this come out 10 years ago? <laughs> why didn't this come out eight years ago? Right. And that is not spoiling anything that, that happens, but before anyone saw it, only the people that work for Marvel saw it. We said, why? Why is this movie coming out now? It better have some type of relevance to what is going on in the current MCU timeline. And we'll talk about that at some point here during this episode. But to me, it just completely establishes this movie was way, way, way too late. Mm-hmm. But I also thought it was fun. I had a fun time. Um, it was actually a little bit more. It was, it was a little bit more of a mixed bag than I thought it would be. I, I didn't have any true expectations. I didn't think I'd love it. I didn't think it was going to be horrible or anything like that. I, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, it, it was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. And that's where I'll leave it for now. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to concur with that notion. Um, the, based on, uh, the story that we, we get, it's clear that it takes place in, uh, shortly after civil war. And, um, like, this is a movie that I've, I've wanted since age of Ultron. And I was like, you know, you could have given this to me in 2016. You could have given it to me in 2018 at any point in time, you know, I would have taken this. Uh, we got it in 2021, and, you know, while I'm not upset that it came late, it is obvious that it it, it should have come a lot sooner. Um, but in saying that, I had a blast with this movie. Like, truly, truly a blast. It's it just, maybe it's the movie theater experience, I don't know, but I was so over the moon with this experience with this movie it's it I, i'm i'm very big on it you as we'll get into spoilers later but i'm very very big on it uh there are a few things that i i, I have to nitpick because they're 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 grading in my head but other than that uh over the moon impressed with with black widow so um did phoenix haven't you seen it twice now no just once okay i uh, misremember that then i was gonna say um at the time of this recording it's been out three days now because we're recording this <laughs> on sunday morning came out thursday friday saturday um whether you watched it on disney plus premiere access or went to the theater like all three of us did um still just so happy to have new mcu content uh, another non-spoiler thing um that i would like to talk about that if we're the first um, review you've listened to for Black Widow, congratulations. Thank you so much for letting us be your first. 
but if you've heard anyone else talk about this movie, chances are you've already heard how outstanding Florence P was. Mm-hmm. Um, she truly does steal the show and she outshines the title character. I mean, Scarlett Johansson <laughs> has, has been in the MCU since Iron Man 2. And here comes Florence Pugh in her first Marvel movie. Just absolutely <laughs> outshines the star. And my goodness, I mean, I knew she was a talent. Um, you know, Little Women, Fighting With My Family, Midsommar, mm-hmm. a couple of other little niche films. Um, we all knew she was talented, but uh, this just reestablished that she is just someone that you could uh, slap on any movie, on any role, and she would just absolutely kill it. So uh, I know that people might get sick of hearing that because everyone's going to say it, but that just <laughs> confirms that she did such a great job. Uh, yeah, I have to concur. Uh, as much as I love Scarlet. You know, uh, she's been in MCU for a long time. She had that that scene stealing uh, moments in several MCU films. So uh, kind of sucks that in her film that she's not the scene stealer. But yeah, it's it's totally Florence Pugh, man. She's <laughs> oh, she's so good. She's so so good. And as someone who absolutely loved Little Women, uh, like and fighting with my family to two really like of my favorite movies um florence Pugh, man i mean you just knew she was good but man like well, some like yeah it's just crazy when you see her in this role and you're like she's really that good she can and, she can and, do anything and how often do we talk about performances inside these giant superhero movies i mean right. we talk about them when they're bad i mean <laughs> and we can sit here and be like yeah Tom Holland is a is a good Spider-Man for what Spider-Man demands. Oh, Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther was just so menacing. Like, we can do all that, but rarely in a superhero movie are we actually talking about, like, this performance makes no. the movie. <laughs> the, the best thing about this movie is the performance. Like, we, we never say that about yeah. superhero movies. Anybody else... Uh, Got any non-spoiler <laughs> before we go ahead and break it open? I'm ready to break it open, man. I crack it open. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you if you are still here and have not seen Black Widow, we're about to break the seal and talk spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So go ahead and save this episode. Pause it right now watch Black Widow and come back and get our thoughts. If you're still here up to this point, you're okay with hearing Black Widow spoiler <laughs> talk. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Uh, Phoenix, where where would you like to start? Oh, okay. Um, Jesus Christ, there are so many places, but I really actually am going to start at the beginning. Um, so speaking of having no expectations going into this film, I really wasn't sure what the story was going to be. Like, I had a vague idea, right? She's, you know, going back to, you know, her home country or whatever to, you know, meet up with her sister and her other family. And, uh, you know, they got they got something to do, right? But strangely enough, like, the trailers really gave nothing away as to what this story was really going to be about. And so when it kicks off and you see like 
she was a child living with this fake nuclear family and then all of a sudden you know saying they, they gotta they gotta take on this uh they gotta escape or whatever and she knows about the red room and then you know she's really attached to her sister and you know they have to be separated and they go into that that world like i was just like i knew when i saw that scene that flashback scene in age of ultron that Black Widow's story was going to be very dark. But when this movie kicked off, I was like, I couldn't believe that they actually went there. I couldn't believe they actually went as dark as they did with that story and with her as a child and, and exactly how they become who they are. I just thought that was just, that was bold. To me, that was just really freaking bold, uh, just the way they started this off. Absolutely. That opening scene was pretty powerful. Um, it, it wasn't like over the moon. I, I don't really recall where it ranks among other MCU opening scenes, but it, it was a really nice way to start start the movie. It didn't feel forced, like a forced flashback or anything like that. Um, it, it felt pretty natural. And it quickly established that the parents knew exactly what to do. And it quickly established that the father played by David Harbor um, had some type of superpowers himself. And while we later come to find out that he was a red guardian, he was a captain America like uh, figure. We still didn't know that, but it quickly at that point in the movie, it quickly established that he uh, was one. I had a little bit of an issue with how they just had this plane, like randomly sitting in, some type of junkyard that was ready to go right as they needed it. Um, <laughs> and th they were so um, everyone chased them down so hard. The, the police, the whomever chased them down. But once they got in the air, they couldn't shoot them down after that. Like maybe I'm looking too hard at it, but if you're, if you're spending that much time and energy to get them uh into custody while they're on the ground once they take off you can't send a couple of planes at them like okay that that's that's it maybe i'm looking too deep into it and i thought that the opening scene definitely did a great way of of setting the table um for what we were gonna gonna see um and eventually gonna enjoy uh, had a had a different tone than a lot of other marvel movies which made it made it interesting i'm um, in new definitely something new uh so definitely something that that i love shot on ohio 1995 uh, uh, ohio <laughs> born yet but Word. it's always great to see you know ohio on the screen so. Word. when we when we got three ohioans talking about this right right, now, right. Glad, like, hey, glad you brought that up hey that's that slipped my mind i forgot about that like yeah like yeah they was in ohio that's what's uh, up this is this is an ohio podcast today <laughs> good stuff good stuff thank you kj <laughs> yeah so like just that that's like what kj just said about setting the tone like i mean talk about just like a sharp tone i don't like i don't know many other opening sequences in in marvel movies at least not off the top of my head but probably black panther like at this point was probably the most intense one that i could remember but this one even more than that like it was just like oh okay yeah we're we're going into a really dark place here and then 
like I know I don't know if you guys pay attention to the music, but like the cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit <laughs> that they play over the opening credits is like it's probably the most haunting thing I think I've ever heard. And then set against that background, it's just like ridiculous. Like the, the whole title cards the, <laughs> was really was great, and this is total like you know. <laughs> Spe- specific things to talk about with right. a movie but like that was phenomenal that was especially when you watch these older movies that just you know show a picture of a lake or just have one long shot of a lake and just have everyone's name across it for two <laughs> minutes like we've come so far and right, right. <laughs> that was that really was amazing yeah speaking about like the start and like the feel that you got from it and it being different from other Marvel movies. It kind of reminded me, not exactly of, but like Infinity War. When mm. you come into the movie and you're like, oh shit, like this is, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like it just has like that different feel like, oh, this is gonna be a, a little bit darker. This is, I, I've never experienced this before. And that's kind of yeah. exactly how I felt with, with the Black Widow, especially coming in not knowing what to expect. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, just the, the fact that the, the trailers gave nothing away, which I, I got to say, it's got to be a, a testament to, to Marvel, like, because, you know, even even like your, your best Marvel movies give you a little sense of where this story is going and just nothing. Like, <laughs> so, so like, so since I don't since I don't watch trailers, did they, did they have Hulk running down the streets of, uh, <laughs> no, they of, didn't put uh, Budapest or they, didn't, or they didn't put any like fake outs in it, but it was like, it was like one of those things where it's just like, before I was an Avenger, mm-hmm. I had this fan, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, okay, like, where are we going? And you see her fight Taskmaster and you see her fight her sister and you're just like, okay, like, you know, and then there's the you know clips of the dinner scene and you're like what is happening <laughs> like what exactly is this story so like when we get into the movie like it's like the way of the way a trailer should perfectly be it sets something up that you're like okay this seems interesting and then as you get into the movie it fills it fills it in with context and you're like oh okay so this is why and this is why so like that was just great so like the whole idea basically was that, you know, the Red Room was producing other widows and they were being mind controlled. And they, the first scene is you see Florence Pugh and the other widows try to uh, kill this scientist who has this, the antidote, really. And when she uses the antidote on uh, Florence Pugh's character, Yelena, there's her name. Uh, and it just, it, it, it totally takes on a different tone and meaning. And you're just like, oh, okay, so this this is this this is it and now we understand why uh, uh natasha has to go back to to see her sister because it was like it from the trailer at least you were just like does she just go just to escape you know what's going on in civil war like why does she show up there so getting that that scene and seeing exactly why there's a reason for her to come back yeah, just setting up great context. It was really nice to see, like, oh, her and Captain America are on the run. Like, it was even cool that they mentioned, um, like, she assaulted the King of Wakanda because that is really how these things would go. It, it yeah. really is. Like, 
I just absolutely bashed the heck out of Falcon and Winter Soldier for having no consequences for Bucky's actions. And if they haven't, if you haven't seen that, I'm not going to spoil that for you. But um, Bucky makes one huge action with another character who you know <laughs> breaks massive laws doing it, and there's no consequences. And I bash that show for that. This is this actually happened like. They went against the government in civil war. They uh, most of Team Cap got locked up because of it, and even though they were broken out, they still got locked up. They wouldn't just say, "Oh yeah, hey, hey, Black Widow, see ya." <laughs> no, like she assaulted a king of a nation. Like, yes, she needs to be. <laughs> she needs to be caught. So I, I just such a simple thing, but such a realistic thing, and. You know, I we often talk about realistic elements in these super fantastical stories, but I'm glad they included that. I really am. For continuity purposes in the MCU, that was necessary. Yeah, I, actually, yeah, that's a it's a small point, but you you're 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 right on that. Yeah, that definitely one it tied it to you know where we are in the franchise, but also it just it made it more real. And in a movie that was dealing i know it's a superhero movie and you know people are you know flying out of cars and stuff but like like in a movie that's gonna have those moments like at least make those smaller moments feel more grounded and uh again just adding to the fact that i love this movie (laughs) um let's talk about let's talk about um kind of dipping from chronologically just want to talk about uh, David Harbour as the Red Guardian. I've heard a lot of praise for him. Um, Phoenix, I know you are on the opposite side of the fence when it comes to that. Um, personally, I don't really have too much of an opinion on it. Um, don't feel too strongly either way about his performance, what his character brought, anything like that. KJ, what uh, what were your kind of overall thoughts on the Red Guardian. Um, <laughs> I feel like obviously the Red Guardian is put into the movie for a reason, and like being their father figure, and you know connecting them to the government and um, to the Red Room and all of that. But I also think that instead of making him a serious character, he was just comic relief. So that was all that he was that is all that i took him as i don't expect to see anything else from him going forward or hear about him going forward because it really didn't mean much to the movie per se uh they try to i guess throw in like oh you know captain america this is their version of captain america and he was trying to tell stories about how he fought captain like okay trying to connect and make it seem like he was more than what he really was for the movie and that being just i found i mean i laughed at some of the things that happened my little cousins i liked him a lot um in the movie but besides that i i don't view him as as anything more more than that but i do think that david harbour did a a decent job at playing that version at least yeah i mean i i don't i don't feel too strongly because he definitely had some jokes that I thought were genuinely funny. Like when he is fighting Taskmaster 
and he looks back for his wife and she's gone and he's like oh okay okay <laughs> but then just a few minutes earlier when he's like confessing his love to his daughter in the earpiece and he doesn't have an earpiece like i didn't find that i i was like okay that's kind of cringe <laughs> you know you, you you can't feel you don't have an earpiece um and a couple other jokes again when when he was breaking out of the prison when he was like outside of the prison walls didn't find any of the jokes they're pretty funny but found him funny at other points in time so like it, it was just a mixed bag for me i don't feel too particularly strongly phoenix i know that you were not too big of a fan of his so uh why don't you go ahead and, and tell us why okay so i will say this um i think david harbour is a great actor and i think he he brought genuine comic relief to the movie it was some good stuff in there it was re some really good stuff some really funny stuff there um <laughs> the reason that um and i posted this in the cinema chat shout out cinema chat um that he was my least favorite character in this movie and the reason was because um i just felt it like i i knew like you know from the uh from the uh trailer that he's the red guardian right cool here's my problem though i just think it's terribly convenient right it's just terribly convenient. What are the chances? Like, let's 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 put this in 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 a fantastical world. What are the chances that you become an Avenger? Right, one out of a million. Right, that you become an Avenger. But on top of that, when you're a child, your your fake father is also a super soldier. Like like, and then like. And you become an Avenger. I just, I'm like, to me, it was just a little bit too convenient for for Red Guardian to be a family member. I was just like, even even in even in a fake family, I was just like, your dad's Red Guardian. Like your dad couldn't have been anybody. Like he could have been an average guy who just had a super soldier serum. I would have been okay with that. But he's Red Guardian, really. Like I'm like, to me, that's just like you are always going to end up on this path then, you know what I'm saying? You are always going to end up on this path if you had superheroes in your family when you were growing up. So like, to me, I'm just like, uh, like, like that, that was just the thing that was like, that's just way too convenient for I, me. I don't no, know. One like, thing that I wanted to say, oh, go ahead. Go, no, please go ahead, KJ. One thing that I wanted to say, like, I agree with you, Phoenix. Um, I guess two things with Red Guardian something I did like is that they didn't make him into like a Captain America for them because we would have heard about him. Right, right. Like in the universe, he would have been a force to be reckoned with. Right. So I like how they at least neutralize that a little bit. Um, and then the second thing, it was mentioned by Melina that um, Black Widow was selected because they, yeah, like as they, a baby figured yeah. out that she, what her potential and things were. Same thing um, with Yelena. So thinking maybe they knew, however they figured that out, God knows, but however they figured that out, then they decided to send them both with Red Guardian and uh, Melina to you know, live in Ohio because they knew their potential, I guess. I, possibly, maybe that's why. Um, <laughs> 
that that's the only like connection I can make to why they were in Ohio with Red Guardian. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna play the other side of the coin here for just a second. Like, um, I do think it's really cool that he was their first Russian super soldier because the Russians copied what the Americans had. I mean, that's historically accurate. accurate yeah. Again, talking about realistic aspects, like that would happen if this was real. Um, so that is pretty cool. Um, and, and to be honest with you, Phoenix, yeah, it, it's a little bit of a stretch, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's that big of a stretch as what we're making it as far as like, he's the father of, um, of Black Widow, a future Avenger. Like truly, I don't think it's that much of a stretch because we live in a world today where coincidences especially with people that you know happen way more often than you think. Mm. I mean, Phoenix, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like you worked at um, Playhouse Square right. like 10 years ago was the last time you worked there. And you happened to know my grandmother who also worked there. Right. And, and you just recognize her, you know her by name or you know her, what she looks like. Right. And then you meet me 10 years later and <laughs> like, oh, that's my grandmother. Right. What a small world. And how often do you have conversations with people and you're like, oh, I'm interested in this. Oh, I went here. Oh, I like this. And they're like, my dad does that. My mom does that. My cousin works there. Like, yes, it's it's not quite to the level of like, my dad is the first super soldier ever. (laughs) I get that. But like, I don't, that's why I don't think it's as big of a stretch as maybe you you might think off the top of your head. Well, I would say, I would say like if, if we had found out that he was her actual father, like he was her birth father, biological father, then yeah, I would be like, that that that's way too convenient. But him being like, you know, a, a father figure, you know, like a, a mm-hmm. nu- fake fake nuclear family, it makes more sense. But it's still kind of just like, yeah, I I just don't <laughs> think it's like a it's like a tremendous it, it's like a okay that's convenient for the right. story, right. but to me it's not a problem. Yeah. Because of, like I said, like, is the more you talk to people, the more you do find out, like, oh, that's crazy. We do live right. in a small world. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would love to talk about Taskmaster. Um, <laughs> I would love to talk about Taskmaster. Taskmaster's well. first two scenes where she is in action, mm-hmm. um, which is the first one is on the bridge mm-hmm. when um, Natasha's car blows up totally badass i was like okay wow. this is this is great like i can't remember an mcu villain off the top of my head that was this spectacular i'm thinking like winter she had that winter soldier effect kind of to me yeah, yeah. Like, like this uh, much of a challenge like of course thanos presents a challenge oh, yeah. of course like all these supernatural villains mm-hmm. present a challenge but like Yes, in how terms do you like this person? Yeah, without, like, like hand to literally hand blowing them up. I, <laughs> geez. Um, so, and then the second one was that massive car chase scene in Morocco. I think mm. it was Morocco, or was it Budapest? I don't. I don't know. It was one it of the Budapest. Cities. Yeah, it's Budapest. Okay. Um, fantastic, fantastic. And then I said this in our Black Widow spoiler chat. Um. As soon as Elena and um, Natasha dodge her and they hide up in the vent 
and Taskmaster goes down the ducts into like the sewers or w- whatever we're terming that as. Taskmaster never comes back. <laughs> and I, I don't mean that as like, uh, we don't see her again because obviously we know that's not true. She never comes back to being a that cool character that I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. I legitimately was like, wow, this is a great villain. And she never comes back from that that duck, in my opinion. Because there's like a 40-minute gap that we don't see her again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the next time we see her, she's virtually in the red room. We might see her for like a quick second the next time, but she's not really in action. We see her in the red room. We get the big reveal. And to me, the reveal... We'll, we'll hold off for my thoughts on the reveal, but... I mean, I just think that after those first two scenes with her where she's just chasing, fighting, I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. This is great. This is this is a favorite villain of mine. I, I want to buy this Funko right now, kind of. <laughs> um, she never she never came back for me. Phoenix, it looks like you disagree with that. I wholly disagree with that. Uh, listen, I, I this is probably the one area of contention that I have with probably everyone who has reviewed this movie. Taskmaster in this film was bad to the ass, okay? <laughs> like bad as hell. You mentioned those two first fight scenes, incredible. Absolutely incredible. They were fantastic. Um, then, you know, she has the fight with Red Guardian. Still badass in that fight. The scene that really sold it for me was when after the reveal and she's locked behind the cage or behind that wall or whatever. And Natasha decides to free her. And just the way that they do it, the way that it's stylized, the way that it's shot, it literally builds up the fact that Taskmaster's no joke. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, oh, okay. Like no matter how this ends, it's gonna be it's gonna be a go, you know what I'm saying? No matter what. And you know that based on the, the past three fight scenes that this character has had. So it's it's just built up brilliantly. Then they get separated, and then there's the fight in the sky, which is also really good. I'm sorry, like to me, Taskmaster works the entire movie. Works as a threat, works as a as a viable opponent, works thematically. Like Taskmaster is dope in 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 this movie, and I don't understand like I don't I don't get people's uh, issue with it. Like first off, like the some people have mentioned the gender swap. The gender swap I don't literally literally doesn't matter. Like yeah, it, it, it makes no difference to me. It either. does not matter, and especially because most of what it, like once we get that gender reveal and once we you know separate her from the 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 spell or whatever the mind control it's evident that much of that skill is based in that suit is based in that armor that she's carrying so if you're upset at the gender swap here's the thing that character can swap again you know what I'm saying? like based on what they did with that suit that character can swap again it could be somebody else the next time we see it so to me didn't have an issue with it. It was perfect, made perfect sense. And in terms of the villainy of her, 
the villainy of the I forget his name is some Russian name the the guy who created her. Uh, those guys were legit threats. I felt throughout the entire movie, especially for a movie that's smaller in scale than the other MCU films. And you have to create a villain to to matter to to this level. I think they knocked it out of the park. I just like like I really do. I really felt like they like his power and his influence was really strong and the fact that you know what i'm saying what he was able to do what he was able to create i just think i just thought he was great i thought he was great i, I go ahead, go ahead kind of um <laughs> Definitely. Well, one of my favorite scenes actually is the bridge fight scene um, where Black Widow gets out of the car and the car should have tipped. Mm-hmm. Should have tipped over. Um, but it didn't tip over because Taskmaster was on there, but you couldn't really see from the angle. So it just mm-hmm. it was just very cool how they did that. And you had to pay like very close attention to why the car wasn't tipping um, and then where Taskmaster came from. So that was like one of my favorite uh, scenes in a the movie there, that bridge fight scene. Um, definitely thought that great villain for the movie. Uh, overall, just a great villain with a crazy skill set, I guess, with it being technology. Yes, somebody else can pick up the mantle. I am going to have a problem with this movie if somebody does not pick up the mantle. Mm-hmm. That's where I stand. Like, it's such a great villain, such a great idea and adversary for literally anybody that if they don't have somebody come in the future either steal the technology or have some version of it i'm gonna have more of an issue with how i guess easily taskmaster was dismantled right right yeah because i it can't just be a one movie thing um another thing i guess since we were talking about trailers earlier in the trailer taskmaster was watching black widow from iron man 2 Mm-hmm. And then they switched it in the movie to um, Hawkeye and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And you see both of them, both of their skill sets used against Black Widow, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I just really hope that she or Taskmaster in any way, shape or form comes back uh, because it is definitely a villain that is, is interesting and, and fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem here is that... <laughs> KJ, you just mentioned my biggest problem with the MCU. I've talked about it before. I'm not going to go too deep in it. Is that there's just been so many movies, which which is wonderful. That's not my problem. Mm-hmm. There's been so many villains that there's just too many one-offs. There's too many. Right. Okay, we've you served your purpose. You're done. We'll never <laughs> see you again. There's just it's frustrating, right? I get it's hard to lock actors in. I get there's continuity issues. I get it. But there's just been so many villains that they just say, yep, you've served your purpose here for this movie. Yep. And they never come back. And that's a problem for me. So the fact that not only Taskmaster, but almost every villain in this movie is basically crumpled up and thrown away by the end is a little bit saddening to me. Um, I, I really hope that Taskmaster is able to come back. What I would have loved, and this is where getting to the reveal, 
I, I always try to manage my expectations. Like it, I don't want my super high expectations to then get crushed because it's not what I thought going in. Right. That's exactly what happened in Nomadland. <laughs> I'm trying to be better about that. But to me, the reveal of who is Taskmaster was ridiculously underwhelming to me. I thought it would have been sweet because listen, let, let's start here, right? We've already talked about how late this movie is. We've already talked right. about, we already know what Natasha's fate is. Mm-hmm. Why is this movie relevant? Why am I sitting here watching this movie today? Other than for a good time, other than, you know, COVID is, is kind of going by the wayside a little bit. Like physically, how does this progress the MCU timeline? How does this make me better as an MCU fan for watching this? Maybe Taskmaster is someone that's going to set up a villain in Armor Wars or in Moon Knight or in one of these future shows that we know is coming, mm-hmm. but is not quite there yet, right? And, and we'll talk about setting up for future shows here later on, but maybe Taskmaster is a villain from Iron Man 2, a villain from Captain America Winter Soldier. Maybe it's someone we've seen past in the MCU that is coming back to make it like, okay, this makes it relevant. Mm. Like, let's tie in these other movies instead of just crumpling up the villains from other movies and throwing them out. That's what why, again, I don't want to say, oh, that's not a villain we've seen before. I hate it. No, that's not what I'm saying. Mm. But it's like, oh, okay, Taskmaster is pretty much kind of what everyone thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, it, it was just underwhelming. And like I said, I don't, I don't care about the gender swap. I didn't even know it was a gender swap until you said it, Phoenix. So oh. that has nothing to do with my reasons for it. It's just who, who, who is this person behind the mask? This is such a big mystery. This is so intriguing. I was literally trying to figure it out. You take it off. Oh, it's my daughter who you thought was dead but she's not surprise. Like I just, I was like, uh, really? Well, okay. Here's, here's my rebuttal to that. Um, I, I like, I'm, I'm thinking back to like previous MCU movies and I'm like, you know, at the, the, the sad truth is, is that Natasha, while adding to a lot of the previous MCU movies, didn't really have a focus set on her in any of them other than literally in game like you know saying didn't really have a focus set on her so it would have been weird to have a previous villain from another movie be taskmaster like i'm sitting up i'm I'm going through it in my head like who did like ghost that wouldn't have made any sense like you know what i'm saying like so it would have it would have been weird what i think they did was they set up basically in the idea of this coming out now instead of you know five years ago is they set up later projects as opposed to past projects so making you know introducing this character literally in this movie this, this character this little girl introducing her in this movie making her taskmaster and then setting up what could definitely come up in hawkeye could come up in armor wars I think that was the 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 idea behind it. And I think that makes more sense. 
thematic. But to me, we, we, again, we don't want to predict the future. Right. We can't see the future. Right. To me, there's no reasonable evidence that you can sit here and say, Taskmaster will be back. I, I just there's no evidence to say that. that if 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 you if she was not unbrainwashed or like just left as her original self, just this killing machine, I would feel super confident and be like, yeah, she's still out there. She's coming back. <laughs> just like um gosh, well, I, I forget the name, but just like uh uh Edgeafor's character in Doctor Strange. Mm. Like we know he's coming back because he didn't get killed. He's like, "Oh, I'm pissed. I'm I, and he walks away." Um, we knew he. We know he's coming back at some point, but then this, like, she's fixed. She's a normal girl again. She's a normal woman again. I I have no reason to believe she's ever going to come back. And that's that's the Marvel specialty for you is just wasting these great villains. And that's another well, problem that I just. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think the villain is wasted. I, obviously, that character, the girl who played her, yeah, you probably won't see her again. But like I said, I do Why? think Taskmaster they, comes they, back. They already have too many heroes to juggle as well, is. I'm not saying she's going to be a hero or anything. I'm just saying, like, you can replicate that technology with a different character. And I do believe that will happen at some point. Because it's just too good of a character to let go. Now, you're right. We can't predict the future. So I could be 100% wrong. But I, I just, I, I feel as though because of this movie coming out in 2021, uh, on the verge of us having multiple Disney Plus series, I, I just feel like there's no way we're going to le let that character fall to the wayside. It's just sad to me because... Like, for example, like we were asking, why does this make me better as an MCU fan for watching this? How does this change the story? How does this progress the story that we've already seen after Far From Home? There's the end credit scene, which we'll talk about. And after that, there's introduction of the Red Guardian. And, and <laughs> like, what? So, like, outside of the end credit scene, which we'll talk about, they could have done a, a couple more things. And I think having establishing Taskmaster as a character that's going to pop up again in Armor Wars or um, Ironheart or one of these other properties that w we know nothing about yet would have been really cool. Or at least providing some continuity like, oh, that's a villain from a movie we've seen before. I just think it was a total missed opportunity because like Agatha, for example, is a character that we feel confident we're going to see again some point down the line we feel confident in that taskmaster i i would bet my house that we will never see them again because i i just think it's such wasted potential and the other thing i want to talk about is the um like power difference like taskmaster was such a badass mm -hmm. natasha could not do anything against taskmaster the first few times they fought but run she couldn't do anything she had to run both times to get away and then after falling from the sky she can somehow take her now like it's just there's a little bit of power balance issues there for me like taskmaster can replicate your fighting uh florence Pugh says oh it's like fighting a mirror 
but then she can take her out. Like that's well, they, no, one, uh, no one knows you better than yourself. I I almost <laughs> I almost would prefer the cliche, like family, four of them team up and fight Taskmaster together and take her down that way. I really would have preferred that because Natasha gets her ass beat by Taskmaster all movie, but then in the climax can can take her down. I like how at least the final blow or the final move was a move that showed up prior. So the the flipping off your back into the pose, they made the joke about the pose the whole movie, which was extremely funny um, to me. But the flipping up and then punching, which was something new added, Mm -hmm. but that is also how she beat Taskmaster. So it kind of Yes, there was a power struggle in that, a power issue in that, um, but at least it, it kind of made sense because she went back to what she always does. It wasn't like she did anything new or right. now has some superpower that we'd never seen before, but she mm-hmm. did. She went back to who she was and what she usually does. So I like how, how that happened. Um, but no, I agree with Nathan on, on some way of bringing Taskmaster back. Um, Armor Wars, that's initially what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, they stole the technology from Tony Stark during Civil War when he was analyzing Cap's fight pattern and mm-hmm. when all his, you know, after that, all his um, suit was scattered everywhere. Maybe he left pieces or whatever and somebody came and picked it up and used it to their advantage and then it will come back for Rhodey to have to deal with in Armor Wars. That's what I thought. Now, knowing where when this movie takes place, like a couple days after civil war or whatever it may be now that kind of doesn't make any sense because that fight would have just happened between cap and iron man so somehow they already had this technology or stolen it prior i don't really know um but it would have been cool i don't know who they would have brought back from the past on nathan's point like what justin hammer i I don't necessarily know i like i honestly don't know who would have been like the right pick for that one um but I can see how that would have been kind of cool. I wish that it was connected to that Cap and Iron Man fight because then that's a direct link to Armor Wars. Now, I don't know. Like, I'm not confident that they're going to bring Taskmaster back. And it's kind of upsetting in a sense. For real, though, they need to bring Sam Rockwell back. That's that's <laughs> the perfect example of a villain. Not ask Taskmaster. Right. That's the perfect example of a villain that, like, is just a genius that is just in prison right like bring him back for armor wars that would be I, I, sweet bring him back for Ironheart. bring him back for something anything sam rockwell anything. is too just, big of a just bring for sam that. rockwell back <laughs> and and future uh future to kill a mockingbird star sam rockwell um <laughs> bring bring that man back yeah stop 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 casting people and throwing them away at the end bring him back <laughs> Uh, speaking right, of, let's, speaking of fight scenes, hold on, hold on. Go, speaking go. of spy, fight scenes, the fight scene, uh, two two fight scenes, the fight scene that uh, Natasha and Yelena have in the beginning, I didn't expect to be that violent. Like that was mm-hmm. that was nice. Like it was really really nicely done, and the fight scene that Natasha has with the other widows was beautiful (laughs) like like, oh man that was that was such a good time like in terms of just action 
the fight choreography in this movie. I mean, I mean, give it a standing O. Like it was really some really good stuff. So yeah, just, I just wanted to put that out. The fight scenes were in in this movie were really good. All of them, literally all of them. Yeah, I'm with you there. The fighting was was superb. Um, something I want to talk about too is just while I thought it was a lot of fun, um, I was really underwhelmed by. Um, I, I really don't know what terminology to use for this and I apologize, but I wasn't checking my watch. I didn't really have a great sense of time as far as when we were concluding the movie, Mm -hmm. but after like the red room was destroyed, I was like, wait, we're, we're getting to the end here. Like (laughs) what is going on? It, It felt kind of like that that was it like while the while it was fun by the time the government was coming after natasha at the end and she's just standing there and the title card pops up at the end i was like (laughs) what that 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 was it we just got started like not not like a wow time flew by type deal like i was like this is the whole story I, i it just felt like it felt like if this was the second or first or third MCU movie ever made, mm. I would be like, wow, great. But this story felt so small scale, not like Ant-Man small scale, like, oh, there's no universe blowing up. Like mm. this story felt too simple, mm. way too simple for the MCU. Like, well, I, also, I just, sorry. The, the middle act is them going back and meeting their family and, mm-hmm like hanging out in the mob's cottage like that's your middle act it's just <laughs> the, the big climax the whole thing we've been building towards is just like her smashing her head against the desk like i just i i felt like that's it really i i, I don't know am i the only one that thought that way uh no, I, go ahead kj well mine is a um Mine is kind of a, theoretically, if I wrote this movie, what I would have done, because it kind of comes with an issue, and Nathan, I kind of understand where you're coming from, because I was the same way. I'm also a little greedy, so I wanted to see Black Widow kick some more ass at the end of the movie, I'm like, let's see it. So I was ready for that. Um, I guess a kind of an issue, which I wish, which I would have added a little bit more to the movie, in my opinion, um, would have been Melina Switch to good just mm. all of a I feel like it was extremely quick mm-hmm. so hear me out on this if Melina was the one that took up the mantle of Taskmaster and that was the switch and they didn't defeat her like mm. they just didn't so kind of like you know they played the ploy on us that oh Melina was taking them all into Drake off and they were all wrapped up or whatever but if that like actually happened, whatever, still they got out, they killed Drake off, but they did not kill Melina and Taskmaster went on ahead to continue the Red Room or what, continue whatever else was going to go on. I think that was a good way to continue that character and also help the fact that, I mean, she was working directly under Drake off for so long and now she's just good. Like I can understand, okay, yes, family, 
adopted family that adopted was a family. maybe you had to change a heart but you had to change a heart over two hours like I, <laughs> like you just you just called everybody to come and get them and then on their way to come and get all of them you just had to change a heart well That's- it could have been she's like oh i called them it's part of the whole plan all along i'm gonna call them and we're gonna lay a trap yeah but she could have said that like in yeah, front of it, the it just oh too quick like it was very too quick yeah and, and the whole thing was just to ploy us and i'm not gonna lie when <laughs> like she takes the scan off and it's uh natasha i was kind of like whoa and yeah. uh, that there was like two natashas for a second i was like whoa mm-hmm. like i i was like okay okay yeah. But there were definitely better ways to do it. Absolutely. Uh, like let's get let's get captured so we can get there. Right. right. I I definitely think KJ, what what you just said is is what I was referring to earlier. I mean, just the mystery and intrigue of who Taskmaster was mm-hmm. could have been so much better. Could have been so much cooler. No. And here's the other thing too, with the whole like red room and Drakov and draco malfoy and (laughs) like they did a horrible job what setting that up first of all what like when the first time this is mentioned is when yelena and natasha just walking around their apartment after they just got done beating the absolute hell out of each other (laughs) and she was like did you kill him yeah, I killed him. Did you kill his daughter? What? Who, we're like, who, who, who are you talking about? Who are these people? I think it almost would have done been better if we have the opening scene, which we already talked about while they're kids. We have the title card. Then it goes chronologically to, like, instead of 21 years later, her in the bathroom, like, X amount of years later, she's on this special mission. They're like, okay, you're going to blow up the building, right? Let us know when it's good. Bam, building blows up. Then it jumps forward. Like, it it just, it felt like it could have been edited together better than, like, that that first time the whole Red Room stuff is brought up with Yelena and, like, did you kill him? What, well, are you sure? Yeah, Clinton, I did it. Are you sure? Like, I I was like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) It, it. And while we eventually got those answers, it could have been done better. I I, I just disagree. <laughs> I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, I think I, I I get what you're saying in terms of the editing, and I think yeah, sure, you make this editing choice, then you got to make ten others. It's it yeah, sure. It, you could have done things in a different order, absolutely. But in terms of what we got. It made sense. It was strong. It, it it ended where it was supposed to. I just, I, I wasn't underwhelmed at any point in this movie. Like at any point, I was thoroughly, thoroughly in, entertained the entire time. Uh, action was on point. The fighting was on point. The characters were on point. To me, like. I, I, I do I do take your point about the mother switching uh, allegiances fairly quickly, um, but eh, <laughs> like I can let that go. To me, like like I said, I was just I was over the moon with this film. Uh, so 
yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like even the little gripes that I have, I'm, I'm still okay with it. it. It worked out perfectly as far as I'm concerned. I just think like they could have, it could have been a very easy transition into a court, I guess, spoiling the end credit scene in which we're gonna be talking about. But if Yelena and Hawkeye paired up, teamed up because Melina was still out there with the technology and Black Widow was not able to finish the mission because she is past now. So if you had something like that, instead of having Yelena, you know, become the villain of uh, I mean, uh, like I, I, could do I feel like, I feel like I'm doing a lot of speculating here, but like, <laughs> I feel like the end credit scene was really just a teaser. You know what I'm saying? It's just a teaser. Like there's, there's, there wasn't enough meat on its bones. You know what I'm saying? This, oh, yeah. was, this was like less than Nick Fury saying, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was like less than that. So like, to me, I feel like, okay, I don't know. I feel like she heard Clint Barton's name. So maybe she knows that that's him and she's playing Valentina. I have no idea. There was literally nothing there. <laughs> like it was literally the most bare bones of a, of a, in credit scene like probably the only in credit scene with less was you know snooper's gonna snoop like that was it like, like so uh yeah i mean anything could happen i i'm 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 basically believing in the future of the mcu from from here on out yeah i think the end credit scene could have been it just could have been better right mm -hmm. It just could have been better. They they want to set up Yelena to be either the villain or at least a sub-villain in Hawkeye. At least a threat. Yeah. yeah. And that's cool. That's cool that we're going to see Florence Pugh in the show. They've kept that under wraps pretty significantly, which is cool. I'm surprised that that hasn't gotten out at all. Like, what is Florence Pugh doing on the set of Hawkeye? Like, <laughs> okay, good job. Um, I'm predicting that they're going to, she's going to be a threat for two or three episodes. They're going to have some giant heart to heart misunderstanding type deal. And then she's going to become an ally to fight against the bigger threat. If that happens, I'm going to be disappointed that I predicted it like six <laughs> months before the show comes out. But regardless, um, it's cool. It's not shattering by any means. Honestly, when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah. All right, let's go home. Like, I wasn't <laughs> like, oh, let me think about this a little more. I was like, oh, Hawkeye. I think, I think cool. the more shocking part was seeing Valentina, like, out, yeah. of all, out of all people, just, you know, having that connection from Falcon and Winter Soldier. I just thought that was, that was cool. It was just Which, cool. like, for continuity purposes, right? Like, the, um, um shoot what was i gonna say i'm sorry MC the mcu and marvel planned for this movie to come out before falcon and the winter soldier so they had planned for us to see julia louise dreyfus mm -hmm. before falcon and the winter soldier so like we were supposed to see her talk to john walker and be like that's the girl from black widow mm -hmm. but instead we were like that's the girl from <laughs> falcon and winter soldier um i don't know it's fine. Clearly, they're setting something up bigger with her, with uh, that character. But it just could. 
it was all right. Like, you're right. It's bare bones. It's fine. It's nothing more to me. I do want to pose this question because this question has come up on Twitter a lot and I feel like uh, we should definitely answer it. Um, They don't go into it in this film, but it is to be believed, and I'm curious what you guys think. Do you believe that Yelena, at least, was one of the people who were snapped out of existence uh, when Thanos, you know, snapped everybody? And that is part of the reason why she was willing to make the sacrifice she makes in Endgame. I haven't seen that. Um, so that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I think that's probably a good case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I think also just Natasha's. Um, understanding that clint legitimately has a family mm-hmm. like natasha like oh my family but like they're all like a fake family and adopted and not truly real um mm-hmm. like not blood family and she knows that clint has literal kids and a wife and things like that so i feel like that's more so part of it than like my sister got snapped away i'm gonna jump off because i feel like she has an understanding too of like the mission they're on like we're going to get these stones so we can bring everyone back. So the only reason that I think that would happen is like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself so my sister can live, but I'm not going to be there to see her. Like, I think that's all just, I don't know. I think we're muddying the waters a little bit. I think we're getting way too into the thick of it talking about <laughs> stuff like that. I think it just takes, not necessarily takes away from the relationship of Clint and black widow um but a good that was like it just meant so much that they were fighting to who dies to save the other basically right that's what they were fighting for because that's that was the relationship um adding this not saying it completely strips away but it, it also just diminishes a little bit of at least what i took from from that of course natasha also was jumping off to to give life to those because she's taken so many or whatever else was going on with her um, and wiping out the red in her ledger. But that relationship between, you know, Hawkeye and Black Widow has always been something since the first the first Avengers movie that, that has been solid. So adding this other <laughs> cog in there, it, it, it adds some more to it, which can be difficult, but. I mean, I it think, makes sense, though. yeah, I think it does make sense. Um, you know, it, and yeah, you know what I'm saying? It could be, I think, I think what you, what KJ just said, yeah, that's, that's totally true. It could have just been that moment in that relationship and that's perfectly fine. And, you know, there could also be, you know, a part of this where it's like, you know, I, I have literally nothing and the only way to get any of it back is to sacrifice myself and then you you add on top of it wiping out the red in her ledger and you know essentially wanting to you know pay back for all the things that she's done yeah it makes perfect sense i mean you could add that to this it it doesn't diminish it 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 really it just adds on to it you know what i'm saying and and it makes it i wouldn't say necessarily stronger or weaker but it it does bring a new element to that that moment that i think 
yeah, I, I think is 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 a decent addition. But even without it, it's still still a strong moment. So let's wrap this up, guys, and officially give our ratings for Black Widow. KJ, kick us off. Where do you stand on Black Widow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> I am going to go with I'm going with four. I'm going to go with four. Um, actually, I'm going with four and a half. I'm going with four and a half. Uh, four and a half was it was it was just a a great movie even though there are some issues that that I have whether it was the quick switch um, and the possibility of Taskmaster not coming back um, and whatever else it may be I feel like the the tone of it it had something different to start out um, had some good comedy relief and you know, just a great way to come back into the Marvel universe, which we have been deprived of for some time, at least <laughs> movie-wise. Uh, so, definitely love the movie. Um, I want to see it again after seeing it, maybe two or three times. May move a little bit, um, but this is coming right after I just saw it. I'm going to go with four and a half for me. All right, Nathan, what well, about you, man? Yeah. Um... I'm shocked you gave it that much, KJ. Um, <laughs> it's a three for me, three out of five. Um, look, I mean, I hate to do it. I really do, but the the point in time we're at, this just came out way too late. It did, and that definitely affects it for me. Um, it came out way too late. I don't know what Marvel was thinking, why they decided to wait this long. I really just think they were like, oh, crap, we really should make a Black Widow movie. Let's do it. Um, I think there was a lot of missed opportunities with Taskmaster and just the villains overall were pretty shallow. We didn't talk about that too much, but the Red Room, Draco, Malfoy was um, pretty shallow. Um, Florence Pugh, absolute show stealer. Um, She outshines Scarlett Johansson in her final MCU role. Um, it's a three out of five for me. It's absolutely fun. If I'm doing an MCU watch through with my girlfriend or in a couple of years, I'm like, oh yeah, Black Widow, this is a good movie. It's a fun time. But I'm not going to be like, wow, this is this is true MCU quality right here. And the MCU is better than this. It really it really is. This, this to me, screams second or third MCU writing to me. So it's a three <laughs> out of five for me. Oh man, we couldn't be on uh, further opposite sides on this one. Uh, I am riding that four and a half with KJ. Uh, I loved this movie. Okay, absolutely loved it. Florence Pugh was amazing. Scarlett, you know, killed it as usual. The fighting was incredible. The story I felt was really, really strong. Just made a lot of right choices. It set up the future of the MCU, which now I'm even more excited for. I'm way more excited for Hawkeye than I ever was. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so for me, I think this film did exactly what it was supposed to do. And uh, yeah, it, it knocked it out of the park. So it's a four and a half for me. Uh, that's where I stand. So what did you guys think of Black Widow? Please let us know. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok at Pod. 
please let us know your thoughts and where you stand on Black Widow. All right, so we are going to pick our movie for next week because we don't have a code word today and uh, and we don't know what we're watching. So uh, here, let me... While Phoenix is pulling that up, I'll uh, remind everyone, just in case you're unfamiliar, for this new season of Film Code, what we're doing is spinning the wheel when there's not a big release like Black Widow, Quiet Place 2, Luca. When there's not a huge release like that to determine what we're going to talk about next time, we threw together 30, 40, 50. It's a lot of movies. <laughs> um, and we're just going to let this wheel... The movies are inputted on that wheel. Phoenix about to spin the wheel, and we're going to let fate decide uh, what we talk about next week. All right, so we got a lot of great films I think the first here. the first time we did it, and the only time we did it, was The Graduate, right? Uh, well, we did The Graduate, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, The Graduate won our first spin. So we got a lot of great things on here. Some uh, that I don't think some of these guys have seen and some I haven't seen. So this should be very interesting. Let's see what we got here. While this is spinning, you can uh, go ahead and follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram <laughs> at Film Code Pod. Oh, man. So we land on Lord of the Rings. What an incredible, incredible pick there. Uh so we did not specify which uh, movie in Lord of the Rings this will be. So we're going to have to figure that out. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So you know what? We could put that up as a poll. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we got Lord of the Rings next week. I'm super excited for that. Uh, whichever film in the trilogy, or maybe we'll discuss the whole trilogy. Who knows? <laughs> Nathan, you seem very excited. <laughs> you know, nice quick nine hour <laughs> binge on that one. All right. So uh we gotta get up out of here, guys. Uh Nathan, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you can follow me on letterbox at Nathan Pig. Please let me know you're a listener of the show. Would love to talk with you. Uh please follow the show over on Twitter and Instagram at filmcodepod do a ton of great stuff to interact with you guys do something new almost every day uh, please go ahead and check out our other episodes however you're listening to this we would really appreciate it and for all of you listening please come back next week to hear us talk about lord of the rings thank you guys so much for listening absolutely and kj try that again where can everybody find you sir yes everybody can find me on instagram and twitter at kurt jr underscore k-u-r-t-j-u-n-i-o-r underscore uh appreciate being here and feel free to connect with your boy oh i was waiting for the linkedin shout out and the linkedin is <laughs> jr. you know i had to throw that in there real quick linkedin <laughs> jr love being connected to you business men and women and yes. all people so there we go and my name is Phoenix Cloud. Guys, you can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloud. And like Nathan said, please follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Film Code Pod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.